This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, agencies are finding more and more ways to use artificial intelligence. Workers at the EPA have a chance to show off good managerial skills and another congressional attempt to help a sector of federal retirees who have lost their Social Security benefits. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's edition of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Agencies have found success in automating manual tasks for federal employees, but that's just the beginning. Federal Chief Information Officer Suzette Kent says the real challenge of introducing AI in government has to do with reskilling federal employees and creating reliable data sets. National Science Foundation CIO Dorothy Aronson says leaders on the mission side of agencies need to play a larger role in developing AI use cases. The Patent and Trademark Office is looking at ways to use AI to streamline its patent approval process. USPTO Director Andre Iancu told Federal News Network the agency is developing AI tools to improve database searches and to streamline the intake of new patent applications. When vetting new applications, USPTO examiners have to search a growing body of research materials to make sure the pending invention isn't based on existing ideas. Seen any good management skills lately? The EPA wants to hear about it. Acting Deputy Administrator Henry Darwin has asked employees to record video of their department's team huddles and submit them to EPA's Office of Continuous Improvement before August 16th. Teams with the best videos will receive an award and a pizza party. Their videos will also be used for agency training materials. Efforts to restore Congress's defunct technology watchdog office get a bipartisan boost from the House Modernization Committee. Members unanimously approved a recommendation to bring back the Office of Technology Assessment as part of its second package of proposed changes. This comes after the House passed a provision in the fiscal year 2020 spending bill, which would give OTA $6 million in startup funding next year. Congress is trying again to secure some relief for a group of federal retirees who lose out of their full Social Security benefits. Congressman Kevin Brady introduced the Equal Treatment of Public Servants Act. The bill would replace the windfall elimination provision, which currently cuts Social Security benefits for federal retirees who worked in a private sector job and also receive a government pension. Brady's bill would replace the WEP with a new formula. Federal retirees age 60 and older would get a monthly rebate of $100. Veterans Affairs says it'll spend at least $5 billion to maintain its legacy electronic health record. That estimate will cover the maintenance and development of the Veterans Information Systems and Technology Architecture, or VISTA, for the next decade. But the Government Accountability Office says the real cost is likely much higher. VA hasn't completely defined the full scope of VISTA, and GAO says those maintenance costs are likely inaccurate. House lawmakers say they're losing confidence in VA's estimates for the new EHR. In back-to-back reports, GAO highlights continued cybersecurity struggles across the government. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The majority of civilian agencies are falling well short of implementing the Federal Information Security Modernization Act of 2014. The Government Accountability Office found 13 of 16 agencies failed to fully implement security training, remedial action processes, and incident response capabilities as required by the five-year-old law. 
At the same time, oversight by OMB, DHS, and NIST are meeting expectations to help implement FISMA. GAO, however, says OMB reduced the number of CyberStat meetings to three in 2018 from 24 in 2016. I'm Jason Miller. The Senate Armed Services Committee is continuing its efforts to fill Defense Department vacancies as fast as possible. This week, the committee will consider the nominations of Vice Admiral Michael Gilday to be Chief of Naval Operations and General John Hyten to be Vice Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. The committee already conducted three nomination hearings this month for Defense Secretary, Deputy Defense Secretary, and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Congressman John Ratcliffe will be nominated to be the next Director of National Intelligence. The Texas Republican is a member of both the Committee on Intelligence and Homeland Security. He will replace Dan Coats, who has been the DNI since He will replace Dan Coats, who has been the DNI since March of 2017 and resigned yesterday. Ratcliffe will be the sixth permanent DNI once the Senate confirms him. Among his accomplishments during his three terms on Capitol Hill, Ratcliffe sponsored the National Cybersecurity Protection Advancement Act, which became law as part of the Cybersecurity Act of 2015. There was a nearly 12-point drop in satisfaction of the Navy's privatized military housing compared to last year. A recent out-of-cycle survey used a 0 to 100-point scale to grade the overall satisfaction of residents. The survey recommended the Navy come up with a plan to fix health and safety issues and to educate their staff on the plan. A federal judge says the Pentagon's decision to make its Jedi cloud contract a winner-take-all affair was legally flawed, but as Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports, it may not matter much. The Court of Federal Claims found the Pentagon ran afoul of a federal law that requires large IDIQ contracts to go to multiple awardees, but the judge also ruled that Oracle, the plaintiff, wasn't prejudiced by that particular legal misstep because DOD disqualified the company from Jedi on other grounds that were legally sound. Oracle hasn't yet said whether it will appeal the overall decision. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. And longtime Unisys Chief Technology Officer Mark Cohn is being honored by the Professional Services Council with a new research fund. Cohn recently passed away from lung cancer. The fund in his name will promote innovation through research primarily focused on cybersecurity and other emerging technologies. The fund will invite researchers from accredited... The fund will invite researchers from accredited graduate and postgraduate programs, as well as nonprofit entities, to submit... The fund will invite researchers from credited graduate and postgraduate programs, as well as nonprofit entities, to submit proposals to obtain funding for technology research programs to benefit government and industry. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 